Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año y Felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Morning, all you lovely lot out there. I hope by now you are beginning to feel a little bit of the Christmas spirit at the moment. I know I am, no matter how bad I may say I sound when I sing, I can't resist singing to you, Feliz Navidad. Hard to believe it's been 50 years since Jose Feliciano came up with an arguably the simplest song ever written, as well as the first ever English-Spanish hit which rose to number 10 on the Billboard charts last week. It's first top 10 appearance ever. An amazing achievement for a 50-year-old track in its original version and one of those songs that, like Happy Birthday, has become very iconic for many folks. How about our Denim Star Sock Star listeners feeling the holiday season yet? After all, who says Christmas has been cancelled? Says who, hmm? And on that note as usual, a gorgeous Starburst morning welcome to Denim Star's podcast of Socks and Sandals and Other Scandals Morning Cuppa with Emma and Billy. This is episode 5, Is Christmas Cancelled? After a successful consecutive showcase of Socks and Sandals and Other Scandals episodes, for our faithful Sockstar listening audience, we here at the Denim Star team want to take a few moments and time out to say a special thank you for all the love and support you have shown the Denim Star team. And in particular me, Emma Lucy Brown, the founder of Denim Star Socks, for reaching out to me with your loyalty and kindness. In the spirit of Christmas, during this season of giving, as well as throughout the year in 2020. As the creator of Denim Star Socks, every day I am literally gobsmacked. I'm moved by all the little acts of selflessness and encouragement that friends, family and followers throughout the world have extended to me here at Denim Star Socks in helping to cultivate my British small business. Denim Star Socks, as well as with you making it all possible for me to nurture my heart's desires and make the dream my dream, shared with all of you, come true, in reaching my lifelong goal and wish of someday having my own eco-fashion collection, such as the one I am working on here at Denim Star Socks. 
Thank you for being a part of my tribe. And so, without further ado, a drum roll please, a brass section two. Actually, a Miriachi band wouldn't be all that bad right about now. Come to think of it as well, as I am happy to officially announce that at 2 o'clock GMT on Sunday, December the 20th, 2020, the Denim Star Kickstarter campaign has, I am so proudly and pleased to say, successfully met its goal of reaching 5,000 British sterling pounds. With a whooping grand total of £5,346 the last time I checked. Since the crossing of the official Denim Star Socks Kickstarter campaign finish line, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. I literally could have not have achieved this magical dream of mine without your pledges, support and encouragement, not forgetting the love and support of my husband, Walter. Thank you once again. I salute you all. God bless. Now, Billy will be joining me through Zoom, so hopefully the sound will remain good. Hey everyone, Billy here. Hey. Well done. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well done, Emma Lucy Brown. I mean, well done to all of our Denim Star, Sock Star pledgers and supporters and team but Yahoo! Oh, bravo. You know, like I am just bursting at the seams here with happiness for you, Emma, and all of the Denim Star team, the Denim Star followers, you know, our, the family and friends, et cetera, et cetera, just bursting with joy so much so that I'm beginning to feel a little bit like that blowfish, you know, from Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah. Remember him, Ems? I mean, but really, truly, tell me, Emma, how do you feel at this very moment, right off the top? And, and to add to all that, if I'm feeling like a blowfish at this very moment, from feeling all the love, you know, what animal spirit would, you know, best describe how you're feeling at this moment, just as an icebreaker. And more importantly, what's in store for Denim Star going forward now that you have met, you know, that amazing Kickstarter goal? Sock it to us, Emma Lucy Brown. Oh, well, I love your nickname for me, Honey Badger. <laughs> oh, yeah, HB. You're my HB. Yeah, I'm yeah, HB. I'm going to give you some honey. I'm going to give you some honey today, though. honest. Well, yeah, I mean, where on earth can I start? As Walter and I stood and watched the 60-second countdown to the completion of the campaign. Yeah, my... Seriously, my heart was vibrating to jump out of my chest. So 
my husband was playing We Are The Champions by dear Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I love Queen. Yeah. We love him, don't we? And I cannot tell you enough, running a Kickstarter campaign is not to be taken lightly. As oh, Freddie, yeah, as Freddie says, there is serious highs and lows. Of course, you have a few onlookers coming out of the woodwork saying you won't do it, but you just have to dig deep and keep pushing through. So to recap for you a bit, you have your heart palpitating, explosion at the start, and then you find your campaign sticking its head in the sand. It's in that exact moment that you say, okay, do or die. As my hubby rightly showed me, you never, never give up. He came up with the strategy to use the old adage of anything from a pound goes a long way. It was so important. Yeah, totally. And it was so important to be mindful that this has been a huge time of struggle with COVID. With this approach, the next explosion of adrenaline came, especially with our loving Mexican community. For the Mexican community of the brand showed the bubbling sensation of solidarity and to pull together with that desire to create something amazing and succeed. With emotions of tingling desire came the flux of influencers in both the UK and US wanting to shout out about Denim Star, champion its individuality. And then we come to the final stretch to unite with the Mexican wave, true to our British culture, then felt the need of urgency when they see that all-important countdown. Wow, I'm getting yes. the tingles now. I love it. So painting the picture here, the Brits and the rest of the world then embraced with our Mexican wave. And I cannot articulate enough the power of rejoicing with others. With special thanks to the Brits and Mexicans, and as incredibly important and deeply appreciated, the support of each pledger from the entire world. It is not just the money, it's the hearts of 176 people from all corners of the globe who believe in me. I have the utmost gratitude because without you all, I wouldn't have reached my 100% goal to launch Denim Star. This roller coaster will always stay in my heart forever. Thank you to each of you individually for making my dream come true. And if it means I can create work for others in my home country, that will be a win-win as well. What's in store next is to now take the funds Go into final sampling. Once I, Emma Brown, sign off for Gold Seal, I will then go into production to receive all the goodies in March and then send out to all those of you who will be patiently waiting for your very own pair of Denim Star socks.
To all my English speakers, bear with me for one minute to explain to my Spanish speaking community that I will equally share this reflection with them. Me querida comunidad mexicana y de habla hispana. Junto con este podcast, les envío un email con la traducción de mis impresiones de la campaña. Espero les guste y sea de su agrado. Cualquier pregunta, por favor contáctenme. Les envío besos y abrazos. Wow, I, I'm almost speechless. A hundred, was that 176 pledgers, Emma? Yes. That is just truly amazing. I mean, what a journey for sure. I mean, just when you think about, you know, what kind of road this was that you were traveling on from, you know, right from the start. And then also from, you know, the time of conception of your dream and then having to navigate, you know, the various logistical weather as it were financial or you know technical obstacles and all the emotional highs and lows and you know just the random hiccups and then you know of course no one could have predicted you know we keep saying this but nobody could have predicted what unfolded this year in 2020 with covid and you know um everything else that came along with this this challenge you know, along with you doing your startup. I mean, this is truly, you know, Emma, this is a labor of love in every sense of the word. Emma, can you, you know, just, can you elaborate a little bit more on exactly, you know, uh, you personally, how you viewed this? I mean, really, it's a mysterious and poetic odyssey for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yippee. I, mean, I must say, first off, hmm. but yes, that's right. A perfect description for it, really. An epic odyssey of sorts. An expedition that embarked upon a literal unknown landscape, yeah. which then evolved into a creative pilgrimage if you will, in that the uncertainty within the terrain had to be navigated with a certain amount of blind faith, risk-taking and trust. Wow. An alchemy or formula that I have to say was once on that path, the voyage itself, and getting to the end of the Denim Star Kickstarter deadline really has been quite an esoteric journey in and of itself only yeah only by virtue of the fact that i have never had to juggle so many uncertain variables at the same time before in this type of situation that we find ourselves in 2020 this year so i bet Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, for example, Billy, I love that you are using the analogy of giving birth to something. And the, in this instance, in particular, as yes, I think of Denim Star as my baby. 
and that much of what I went through over the course of the last three years and more like 19 years has (laughs) has been a labor of love which this last great push as it were right now with the Denim Star Kickstarter campaign and then delivering this little bundle of a miracle with the birth of Denim Star Socks which given this year and everything that is going on right now just seems to be so unimaginable at the moment but at the same time we know it is happening and happening in real time and it really in my mind is a miracle or just short of a miracle depending on one's perception yeah well i think it is a miracle for sure i mean any which way you cut it you know um I'm not, I mean, you think about all the blood, sweat and tears that you've put into this venture. And, you know, when we think about how 2020 has rolled out in the last 10 months or so, or, you know, how everything has unfolded in these uncertain waters, you know, it just to lighten things up, it makes me think of that crazy, that beautiful, lovely poem that Kitty O'Mara put out. I think it was in March of this year when everything happened and it went viral. Um, You know, I don't know if you remember it, but um, I'll read it to everyone just to refresh everybody's memories. Or, you know, if you're hearing it for the first time, enjoy. But um, the poem doesn't have a name. It's It was untitled. But, um, you know, for many folks, they're referring to Amara as, you know, the, the poet laureate of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I have referred to the prose poem as, and the people, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and the people stayed home. Mm-hmm. And it goes a little bit like this. And the people stayed home and they read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being. And we're still and listened more deeply and some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met, and some met their shadows and the people began to think differently and the people healed. And, you know, in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed and the people joined together again, they grieved their losses and made new choices and dreamed new images and created new ways to live and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. Oh my goodness. Yes, I remember that one. Mm, So brilliant. Beautiful. Really gets to the heart of the matter, doesn't Hmm. it? I think Oprah shone the light on that one, didn't she? Yeah, I think she did, actually. (laughs) Fabulous. I love it. Especially the and made art. (laughs) portion of of the poem yeah (laughs) i mean whether it's designing socks or doing paint by numbers Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter during this challenging time we all learned to try and just sit and be with ourselves a little bit better didn't we and we still are learning we had to learn to pull it back a bit and slow it all down 
I, I love this word in Spanish, tranquilo. I just think tranquilo. Oh, just, everything yeah. sounds better in Spanish. Oh, oh tranquilo, yeah. Espacio, slow it all down. Mm. It's not easy to do, but we are getting there. It's a work in progress, just like denim star socks. But then on the other hand, for those of us who are creatives, we do know a thing or two about how to tap into the well spring of introspective quiet from time to time and draw upon its nourishment. Who knew though that behind the veil we were spiritually healing and healing alongside with the rest of nature and the planet, right? Oh my gosh, exactly. I mean, who knew that along with all the uncertainty and the calamity and chaos, there were also these moments of great humanity, positivity, you know, creativity, and, you know, lighthearted humor along the way in 2020. I mean, we know that along with all of having to face our own shadow selves, on our COVID travels, there were also unforgettable, you know, positive moments that never, you know, truly left us for an instant. I mean, Emma, I still think of that 103-year-old great-great-grandmother, Jenny Stenya, back in May in the States. I mean, who after beating the coronavirus, mm. what did she ask for? She asked her caretakers for one thing, a Bud Light. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> you know, just a simple request, really, beer. Give me beer. Mm. You know, not to mention all the cute little animal videos of 2020. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah I remember those. I mean, I'm constantly bombarding you, Ems. But in particular, remember remember that crazy denture-stealing yes. dog in Wales? <laughs> who, could, who couldn't forget that curious little Jacopoo dog? Mm -hmm. I think his name was Milo. You know, he actually learned... He learned to open drawers and then ended up busting into a, a bedroom drawer and, and was just itching to try on his mom's mother's old pair of dentures for size. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let me just say for all you folks out there, whoever in a Debbie Downer mode, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> just check out that crazy video and you'll be good to go. Hey, Ams. Oh, right, right. That's just brilliant. I love that. Wah, wah, wah. That's brilliant. I mean, a smart lady for sure and a phenomenal story. Who could forget Jenny? Cheers to great, great grandma Jenny. Mm -hmm. Stay well. Be safe, Jenny. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, when I look back on 2020, mm -hmm. I know for me what really stood out as well was that as a nature and outdoors lover that we both are, mm -hmm. was, uh -huh, was all the wildlife that hadn't been seen for ages or was believed to be nearly extinct. Some have had sightings like the elusive Tasmanian devil that has just been returned back to mainland Oz for the first time in 3,000 years. Oh my gosh. Right, as well as sightings of wolverines in Mount Rainier, is it Rainier National Park? Oh, okay, so down in the States. Yeah, Washington uh -huh, State. In the States. Oh my God. They are considered to be the first wolverines to establish a residence there in over 100 years. Well, that, you know, just, it's so wonderful hearing that. I mean, wow, Tasmanian devil and wolverines, these crazy creatures. I love it. And then 
you know, it just seems uh, like we've come full circle, doesn't it? When we think about that poignant poem by Omera, you know, where she speaks to our healing as well as the planet's healing. You know, when we, when you think about, you know, the record breaking, what was it, 8% annual decline in carbon emissions this year. I mean, Emma, the largest decrease in history during the pandemic and the impact, you know, that expanding role of renewable resources like wind and solar have on the planet. It's like a great big timeout to rejuvenate and to heal. And then, so going back to, you know, whether or not Christmas has been canceled, given all of these exciting revelations about healing and rejuvenating, I would think that Christmas for many of us now is still on. It's on and actually probably has been on for a little while now. I mean, here's what we know. Yeah, yeah, right, Billy. And what we know is this, folks. Mm-hmm did seem to still be putting up their Christmas trees and decorations and embarking upon their Christmas baking and traditions earlier this year during COVID than ever before. Mm. So, mm, So for many of us, we may not be able to visit friends and loved ones during lockdown this year, but we still have control over our homes and how we want them to reflect the Christmas season even during times of tremendous uncertainty. So true. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we are even reminded by psychologists that say by putting up Christmas decorations earlier can make you feel happier. Mm. Probably something that we all intuitively knew about for sure and was also commented upon by a resident in Toronto, Canada. Oh, wow. Go Canada. So (laughs) her take on it was that even though folks all over the world might have mixed feelings about when to put up the tree and decorations, there's no harm in a little holly jolly spirit arriving early. So while some folks may be feeling a bit bar humbug, many folks figured that with COVID and other hardships in 2020, a little extra cheer is needed. So her point was that my husband did two tours of Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Oh, wow. Wow. And he always chuckles when he sees people say not to decorate until after Remembrance Day. So, yes, so none of our current former military friends agree with this either. Setting up decorations for any festivity does not take away your ability to honour our soldiers. In fact, they died for you to have the right to celebrate the way you want. So it's an interesting perspective, hey, Billy, when you think about it we have the freedom to choose and so in the end it's up to us in how we decide to celebrate going forward so yes hooray and we are grateful to our men and women in uniform for allowing us to have these freedoms to choose christmas isn't cancelled after all it's very much alive for most of us if we so choose to celebrate 
Wow, Amps, that's so powerful. And wow, yeah, hooray, you know, and we salute all our men and women in uniform for sure. Well, you know, I chose Christmas early this year, Amps, and, you know, I'm a true believer in, of the Christmas spirit and magic. And just because our, our cities may have canceled Christmas activities this year, doesn't mean that you know the spirit and magic of Christmas has been you know as well and so you know I was one of the first folks to put our Christmas tree and decorations up early you know I didn't go completely nuts but I, I did need to see those sparklies and comfort inducing bright colored lights and you know that glowing soothing feeling that you get especially when you're by the wood stove for sure so especially this year and i even managed to get my christmas shopping done early this year sam's you'd be proud so mm -hmm. go figure you know the pandemic made me a little more organized this year mm -hmm. you know whether it was the social distancing and uh, as well as not you know taking for granted christmas this year and all of the other past christmases you know which really brings me to my next question i mean and how did everybody do this year for Christmas shopping? Emma, how did you get on? <laughs> I love it. Well, for me, I eventually did jump on the early Christmas bandwagon too and okay. managed to get a winter wonderland display set up at home, but wow. just barely, <laughs> as this has been such a crazy year, especially these last couple of months, trying to get Denim Star up and running as well as getting the Kickstarter campaign off the ground, as you know. But, oh, man. Oh, but as far as Christmas shopping goes, Billy, I don't have to tell you what everyone got this year for the most part of the gifts, hey? Mm, I wonder what. <laughs> I mean, you guessed it. Socks, right? It's socks. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. And you'll be getting yours soon too, Billy. <laughs> Not denim star socks quite yet. Mm. Wah, 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 wah. That will happen once we go into production, but socks oh, right, nevertheless. Right. Yeah. So socks for Christmas. And Billy's face just dropped for a second there for all our dear listeners tuning in <laughs> from home. Here's Billy's like, no, please, not another pair of socks, for goodness sake. But you know, who was it? I think it was the comedian Bill Murray. Oh, I love Bill. Yeah. yeah. Who said it best about one of his brothers. I think there were six boys all together in the Murray clan who always gave socks for Christmas gifts. Jokingly, Bill said his brother, who lived in a dry gulch, where the world of socks and shoes became extremely fascinating. And he felt that everyone needed a good pair of socks. And so why not limit his gift giving to something that everybody needs? He thought that there was something humorous about it. So he gave his socks. I love it. I mean, what a wise brother Bill has. Every year, Bill gets a pair of socks from his brother at Christmas. That's exactly my sentiment too. I, th I think Bill's brother has amazing taste in Christmas gift giving, don't you think? What are your thoughts, Billy? 
Yeah, well, wow, as a huge Bill Murray fan and fellow sock recipient over the years, I suppose we can all, you know, appreciate what his brother was trying to convey. And that is, you know, socks are something that everyone needs. I mean, everyone needs a good pair of socks. You guys figured it out a long time ago. Well, for sure, you and I, Emma, know there is quite a bit of truth in that reasoning and that I was reminded just the other day that in one year alone, we lose 15 pairs of socks on wow. average. I mean, mm. yeah. And uh, so if that stat is correct, then yeah, you know, bring on the socks because we'll, we'll all need them for sure. Um, you know, just being in the Northern Hemisphere here, you know, they're essential. And like most of us living in, in these conditions this time of year, socks not only help, you know, for obvious reason to keep your feet warm and your heart content, but more importantly, your socks are usually the one thing you forget to buy for yourself, which is so true. I mean, so I guess for all of those years, I've been getting my official sock stash from you, Emma, I have to say, <laughs> wow, you know, you really do, you know, you have my back on that one, Ems, and Lord uh-huh. knows how many, how many of my socks go MIA in my year? And what, a, you know, what a mystery that is. It's so weird. I mean, where do these socks go? I mean, really think about it, folks. To some, where do they go to some sort of sock Shangri-La in the sky? I mean, so, you know, never enough socks is right. And then never enough sock charities. I was thinking about this the other day to donate them to at Christmas. And, you know, just for the homeless throughout the year, yeah. as well as, you know, other organizations who really around, rally around the, you know, the humble little sock and to mm. make sure it's, you know, in an essential staple within every neighborhood. So, you know, find out how you can help sock donation wise, you know, with a charity and one that's near you this season. Exactly. There are so many great charities, like Sock Monkeys for Charity, (laughs) great name, Socks for Souls, and Just Socks, to name Uh a few, when I did a Google search. Okay. Yeah, so run a search for sock charities where you are at, wherever you are in this world and where there are warm socks and the spirit of Christmas and the season for giving. For many of us, this will remind us of the importance of cultivating an essence of hope and generosity during these uncertain times and as a new behavior during challenging times. And that when we think about 2021 and our hopes and wishes for the new year, Much of it will come down to what we choose to do as human beings within the larger picture of our tribe. It's really up to us, isn't it? Oh my gosh, that's so true. You know, that, that, for example, it makes me think of, um, I think it was a New York Times, they, they did a piece, it was like, you know, what makes you think 2021 will be better? You know, and, and you know, the, the writing, the writer, the author contemplates, you know, um, what will it take from, from all of us to make the, the new year a better one? You know, he, he says, he concluded that, you know, we all needed, he threw it out there, that we all needed to, you know, make a resolution to be, 
you know, perhaps more patient and steadfast. And, you know, if you really wanted 2021 to be better, uh, you know, let's resolve to spend 2021, you know, fighting for science or at least Mm. thinking about these things, Mm. facts and democracy and uh, compassion and repairing all that was lost in in 2020. Mm. Um, Yeah, so, you know, if it makes sense, if we really want 2021 to be better, we'll have to make it better ourselves. I mean, it sounds corny, but rings so true, doesn't it? So Mm. again, yeah, like you're saying, it's it really is up to us, you know, to be that that change that we want to see, I think. Exactly. And I have to tell you, Billy, for me personally, what it all comes down to is having some sort of form of hope to keep going during all of this COVID fatigue that we are Mm -hmm. all experiencing now. Yeah. Especially in a time of social unrest, widespread unemployment and a global pandemic, the advice to stay hopeful might make you groan. But in getting through hard times, hope might be more powerful than we realize. So, for example, in his book, Making Hope Happen, the psychologist Shane Lopez writes that in a crisis, less hopeful people tend to shut down. They're more concerned with surviving the now than preparing for the future. The most hopeful people, however, are more likely to create a picture of a meaningful goal that expands their sense of what they can accomplish. Hoping for something doesn't mean you're not taking action. Hope is action. And yeah, and as an organizational psychologist, Shane found that hope requires three things a specific vision of a better future, the agency to learn and to do whatever is required to get what you want, and a constant search for different pathways to achieve your goals. He later goes on to write about the eight ways to incorporate it into your life. Wow, right. That is so cool. I remember you telling me about his book a while back. Even, you know, when I was feeling a little bummed with the COVID fatigue. And, you know, for me, the thing that really stood out the most was, you know, that part about uh, remembering to cheer for yourself every once in a while, you know, and uh, that really stood out. And, and that that confidence that you build is, is built by, you know, just recent positive experiences and you know that with that confidence there is hope and with that hope there there's celebration and you know that uh he said that you know a lot of times they just go hand in hand with your desire to just you know we want to move forward Mm. and i yeah so yeah the takeaway for me was that um was that these habits are not actually formed through repetition but instead and I really connected with this they're actually formed through you know deep emotion which is why he recommends you know um the actual actively celebrating even the smallest of wins so here's the yeah. denim stars, Woo! this denim star tribe, the community, and the yeah. Kickstarter campaign success. Yay! Not 
you know, not a small win, of, mm. of course, at all, but a huge mm. win to be mm. celebrated. Mm. You know, I'm getting into my blowfish mode, but so well done, Ms. <laughs> Emmett. And again, Aww. thank you all for all of your support and encouragement from our, our denim star, sock star tribe. You know, we celebrate you, we salute you. Yay! Yay! Like, yes! Bump, fist bump! Yeah, yeah, I'm fist bumping the air with you. Yeah, I mean, that's so true. And so with Denim Star, being able to meet its Kickstarter goal, no small win, like you say, we feel that we can still instill hope in others and improve everyone's spirits this holiday season. Our time spent together is a powerful reminder of how small gestures of support can make an enormous impact and prove to be motivating. When we give hope to others, we derive pleasure that as strong as when we receive hope. So go and offer hope to someone for their sake and yours. Focus on the people you love, connect with them, serve them. The most sustainable hope is the kind that you can spread. Wow, that is so powerful the way you I felt said goosebumps. that. Shivers. <laughs> that oh my god, and so sweet too. I mean, mm-hmm. I love that. I feel better already just hearing that. Mm-hmm. And I have even more hope now than than before. But <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but hey, in the end, you know, no matter what, we should always yeah, it's cliche. And I know it can sound cliche, but mm-hmm. we should always try to hold a little bit of hope in our mm-hmm. hearts. I mean, lately I've been thinking about that crazy Christmas star that we had Mm. on the go here Mm. and and that we've all been reading about, we know is happening, it was in the papers. Mm. It's so ironic, Ems, that Mm. in 2020, which will go down in history as being one of the lousiest years Mm. in living memory for humanity, Mm. will also go down in history as being a year for one of the universe's most heavenly wonders a christmas star you know which with the alignment of these two powerful planets jupiter and saturn known as the great conjunction of 2020 which happens you know it happens every 20 years or so but this year in december this particular alignment this has not been seen for the likes of nearly 800 years. Wow. Making it, you know, back in the Middle Ages was, mm. you know, since the last time these two planets got close. Mm. So even though the two of the largest planets in our solar system will still be like hundreds of millions of miles apart, and that was back on December 21st, mm. from our point of view, they'll look like they're practically, you know, they look, we saw the images, they look like mm. they were touching one yes. another, creating wow. this. Mm. radiant points of light that's you know it was dubbed the christmas star or the star Mm. of bethlehem Mm. you know for obvious reasons but you know making it even more special um december 21st we all know you know that marks the the winter solstice Mm -hmm. the longest night of the year you know so it was that tipping point where you know daylight once again it starts gaining ground over the darkness. You know, God, I love, I love the symbology of all that. Mm. You know, so I had to dig deeper. You know me, Emson. And, and so I think it was uh, this planetarium, the Pretlow Planetarium, and their director, you know, he commented and said, it's a page right out of the Bible telling us of a, you know, this unusual star that led the wise men to the baby Jesus. You know, he went on to say that, 
you know, are scientists or astronomers, you know, they've long theorized that, you know, the nativity star, you know, it might have just been an alignment. No one knows mm. the conjunction, mm. you know, so at that time, a rare conjunction, you know, I'm really getting into my passion here with mm. the universe, so I'm rambling, mm. but, you know, this rare conjunction consisting of Jupiter, Venus, and a bright star named, um, I think it was Regulus or, yeah, Regulus, mm. which, you know, all occurred 2000 BC. Wow. A miracle, you know, is it a miracle or is it mm. merely astrophysics? Mm. Uh, a light at the end of a long, dark tunnel? We'll have mm. to see for ourselves. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And if you miss this one, don't worry, folks. Next viewing will be March 2080. Wow. I am feeling the tingles, Billy. Very mystical and magical. This whole Christmas star or great conjunction whatever your philosophy is on life whatever the case what a light show the universe gave us on the 21st Absolutely. i mean wow yeah and on that note i once again want to wish everyone well and again thank you all from the bottom of my heart for all your support we here at denim star are all thinking of you as well as our passed on loved ones and those loved ones who have passed due to COVID-19 complications. You are all in our thoughts and hearts. I will leave you with this message of love and light from one of my favorite Persian poets from the 14th century, Hafiz, who remind us that you are the light onto this world. I wish I could show you when you are lonely or in the darkness, the astonishing light of your own being. And so on that note, I think it would be fair to say that Christmas is indeed not canceled, that the future does look bright for all of us. It just comes down to how we all decide that for ourselves now, and for 2021 in the new year, doesn't it? So on behalf of myself and Billy and the entire Denim Star team, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad and a Happy New Year to one and all. Stay safe. So I'd love you to Stay join safe. in on that, yes. Billy. Oh, that's so beautiful. You, my gosh, I just, yeah, be the light onto the world. I mean, and and to all our Denim Star community and the folks out there that have supported Emma right from the beginning, all the pledgers, the Kickstarter pledgers, the community, have a Merry Christmas, have a beautiful New Year, be the light that you choose to be. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, Ams. I'm yeah. enjoying my yes. socks. Yes, fantastic. <laughs> I'm and Merry Christmas. To, yeah, I'm looking forward to my denim star socks. So I can't wait for that to happen. So absolutely, yeah, Happy and New I will, Year, everybody. Yes. <laughs> happy New Year, and I will be so excited to send them to you. Be rest assured, in the new year, in episode six of Socks and Sandals and Other Scandals, we will be featuring Emma's hosiery highlights. Well, I hope all of you sock stars enjoyed our latest podcast series, Is Christmas Cancelled? 
of socks and sandals and other scandals. Morning cuppa with Emma and Billy. As I mentioned before going forward, we will be published once a month. So keep an eye out on Instagram and Facebook for announcements of it going live. Thank you so much for joining us on this magical mystery sock tour. If you liked it, give it a thumbs up, share it with your friends, and as always, don't forget to sock it to me and subscribe. Be in the hosiery high priestess, as I always affirm, be the star you know you are. I'll talk to you guys later. Toodaloo, my lovely denim star sock stars. Until next time, bye.